This is Grace, and you are here with us in Loving Color, dating while black in America's whitest city. Yes. <laughs> so today is an exciting day for us. In the studio, we've got my new friend, and hopefully a good friend, okay, okay <laughs> and forever friend, Marquise. Hi. So we are going to say hi. Hello. How's it going? I'm chilling. How you feeling? I feel good. I'm going to take this jacket off because... You're already feeling hot and sexy? Warm and yes. It makes so much noise, so I, and I can't... You can't it's cute, it, so though. It it's one of those, like... I don't know what that cloth is called, but it's the kind of cloth you can't be a robber and wear because you, sure cannot, baby. you be Your running up two miles away and people are like, someone's trying to break into my home <laughs> right? in the next 30 minutes. I can hear them from the past. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's one of those situations, but it's cute. It's very cute. <laughs> So today's episode is a part of our arch where we're going to be talking about LGBTQIA plus, you know, culture, community, and what that means in the context of dating in a place like Portland gets a reputation for being super liberal, super open, super kind of just weird, right? Mm -hmm. Keep Portland weird is our slogan. And in some of the past episodes with other guests, that's something that we've actually hit head on. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this idea that Portland is supposed to be a haven for everyone who is different, for everyone who just wants to be themselves, and for everyone who wants to experiment in other versions of themselves they might want to evolve to. And yet, when we all have gotten together and had these conversations, specifically around dating, we've identified that what they yeah. told us yeah. it was gonna be the results are in the results are in <laughs> and you know what Mari Povich said okay. that <laughs> I am not the father yeah. so, so that is a lie that's a lie right <laughs> so it's one of those things I, I think especially when it comes to you know a community that's been marginalized for a long time in every place possible in the world that you think of Portland and you think this is a place where when people are dating who identify as other in any way, whether it be by orientation, whether it be by socioeconomic class or by race or religion, they can be welcome and free. Mm -hmm. And I think dating is a great equalizer. Dating and probably death. Um, (laughs) Because dating really exposes some things that I think folks are not privy to until they out here trying to hustle in these streets. Yeah. Oh my lord. As someone who has been single their whole entire life, I'm looking at you, Lord, to fix that. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Lord, uh, let it be a good man. man. Yes. A good yes, a with good. a full bank account yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a oh, full sure, heart. Oh, That's right. Know. Touch me with them tongues. <laughs> but yes, so you know, but <laughs> all joking aside, a lot of people, unless they identify as asexual, which mm-hmm. that's all right as well, want romantic companionship. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to hear a little bit about your journey here. We talked offline. You're not originally from Portland, nor am I. Mm-hmm. So kind of how long you've been here, how you identify, and how you have found just the dating space. And I'm going to interject with some questions. Okay. But this is <clears throat> going to be a conversation between two friends. Okay. Hi. Yeah, so I moved to Portland, let's see, in 2009, like, immediately after I graduated um, from Tillamook, Oregon. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm originally from El Dorado, Arkansas. I moved away from there when I was about, like, 10, 
Oh, wow. Um, lived in Indiana for three years, and then we moved out to Tillamook, and then that's where okay. I graduated. So your adolescence, or like your late adolescence, early teen years, like 13, 14, mm-hmm. was in Tillamook. How many people are in Tillamook? I thought it was like just 4, like- 4,000. Because I thought it was just a bunch of cows now. and factories that's making cheese and ice cream. Literally all it is. And sour cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like so cream. sensitive, and I dabble in the veganism, <laughs> but yo, that Tillamook is everything. Is good. Yeah. Are those cows happy? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they have lots of land and room. Okay. They're like, they're definitely grass fed (laughs) or grain, whatever fed. Whatever they're eating. All right. You know. So 4,000 people, that's a really small town. Mm -hmm. How do you think that that like pushed you? I mean, I'm from a small town too, not that small, propelled you into like moving to Portland. Yeah, I guess there's just no, there's no queer community there Mm -hmm. and like, there was maybe one other gay person at the school I went to, and it's just, like, a sense of, like, isolation and loneliness because, like, <clears throat> you know, sure, I was, like, one of the few out people, but, like, knowing damn well that I wasn't the only one, you know what I'm right. saying? Because, like... Because you never... You never know. But it's, like, yeah, I just felt really lonely all the time, and, like, I would, um, like, get online, you know, and just, like, look at videos and, like, look at the life that I wanted to be a part of, the mm, community that I yes. wanted to be a part of. And I was like, I'm not going to get that in fucking Tillamook, or in Kirkland. Like, I'm I sorry. think he's from Kirkland. Okay. Show. okay. <laughs> um, in Tillamook, Oregon. So I had said from the moment I got there to mm-hmm. myself, I was like, the moment I graduate, I'm getting the hell out of here. And so, yeah, turned 18, or no, graduated, and then I was out, and I moved to Portland, and I was like, 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. So, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but roughly how long have you been living in Portland? Um, Roughly 10 years. Okay, cool. Yeah, I moved away a little bit, went to L.A. for about seven months yeah. and then came back, but yeah, roughly 10 so years. So, Portland is home. Yeah. And <laughs> when you got here, I'm, I'm assuming you envisioned a life of being able to, you know, like date, mm-hmm. like maybe go to parties, mm-hmm. meet new people. You're an artist, right? So I see that yeah. you probably were like, I'm going to get engaged with the artistic community. Yeah. I'm going to create, yada, yada, yada. How was that journey? Like, for real, for real. Yeah. Like, when you got here, were people, like, rolling up on you like, oh, Marquise, no. I see you. Let's <laughs> go out for all. coffee, <laughs> for craft cocktails. Like, well, you know, they were like, ooh, you like IPAs? Right. Like, what no, happened when you all. arrived? Because I was, I was a baby, you know. Yeah, you couldn't drink at that time. And legally. I could not drink. You, and could get so a, you could have craft coffee, though. Absolutely, but I got that coffee. <laughs> so, Holla at that sparkling water. Okay, so it was just like. I was also in beauty school, so I was, like, full-time beauty school student, and... You were busy. Just busy, and I wasn't really, like, putting myself out there like that. Like, I was really trying to focus on school at the time, and also was very then, but kind of still now, but more so then, like, very shy around, like, dudes and, like, people approaching me like that. So, um, yeah, I and I never found myself in any spaces to, like, meet people Again, like, wasn't 21, so I wasn't going to the club. Yeah. You know, it was like, I had to meet someone at school or on the bus home. (laughs) You know? That's my current situation. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's at work or the bus. Okay. Yeah. So, not much opportunity during that time. I feel like 
most of that has come like more recently. Okay. And when you say recently, like the last three years, last five years, the last three. And so what changed in the last three years? I mean, obviously, hopefully you graduated from beauty school because <laughs> I think beauty school is like a two year program. So I didn't finish. No. <laughs> Are you a beauty school dropout? You yeah. know who else is? Mariah Carey. See? And, and you see her. it work for her. <laughs> okay. okay. Sis is doing good. She's doing just fine. She is. Okay. <laughs> There's not a problem with that. Um, so the last three years, what's been radically different? I mean, you're older, of course, yeah. but what else about you or the experience has evolved? I think just more maturity, more confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working on like, <laughs> so my friend called me like an undercover prude because like sometimes I'm just so shy and like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. like when yes. people like approach me like that because I, I don't know. I just, I just never know about people and I'm always, I'm just apprehensive about people totally. in general. But it's so rare that people come, like, approach me in that way, like, to be like, yo, what's up? Like, what's good? Can I get some digits? Like, the numbers? Yes. That, that never really happens to me. Well, when that happens to me, I begin to freeze up like a character from Frozen. I'm like, <laughs> who, me? I'm looking right, around like, right. are you talking to a ghost? Right. Is there somebody behind me I can't see? Exactly. Casper, is that you? Is that you? Is Ashton, am right. I being punk? <laughs> exactly. So I totally empathize completely with that because I'm like, did you just come up and talk to me? Yeah, especially if it's like the rare moment where it's like someone that I would be actually feeling. Okay, so let this, ooh, the tea is about to be set. Okay, so this is what I want to, ooh, yes, Lord, I got chills. I feel okay, so good already. Yes. This is precisely what I want to talk about. Okay. And someone is going to listen to this, and they are going to try to come at me. They're trying to come oh. for my neck. They're going to try to drag well, going to have to go through me. me and all the ancestors. Okay, because I just want to say, I made this comment three days ago to one of my bestest friends. Mm-hmm. We talk on the phone. Because she was having a conversation with another person. So she's a black woman talking to a black man. And she was saying, you know, this is good for Portland. Mm. But it wouldn't hang anywhere else. And they were talking about something specific. Mm -hmm. And then she said, because sometimes you got to create similes. So she was like, like the dating culture. She was like, because the dudes here wouldn't cut it anywhere else. Mm -mm. And I was like, and some of the females. And mm-hmm. she was like, what? And I was like, you better. She's like, if, I was like, if you're going to drag people, you got to drag them fully. Mm-hmm. And it's not a personal thing against Portland because I think Portland has fabulous people. All but good. I think that the people on the dating market who are still left in Portland mm-hmm. are another story. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> excuse me. What I was thinking to myself the other day is like where I'm from and like the what I'm used to seeing, mm-hmm. like people having like game and like sweat or and finesse yes. and manners and coots in some sort, like you know what I'm saying, like yes. in how they approach you, yeah. and that's what I want, and that's what like attract, like I'm attracted to, yeah. like because that's what I get. Yes, and so when that is not there, when the game isn't there, yeah. and like. <clears throat> Don't get it twisted. There's different types of game. Like yes. everybody's game is different. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you're not coming at me with your particular brand and if it's not fire like that, I'm like oh. And that's the thing is <laughs> I, I know a lot of people here of all orientations who have like accidentally started dating. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
like, how did you accidentally start dating? And they're like, oh, like, you know, we went to grab coffee and then like we went to a movie and then like we had dinner. And then six months later, I was like, oh, are we dating? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. (laughs) I really, I was like, what in the name of middle school is going on? Because I just, I can't, I can't imagine a world where people over the age of like 23, 24, think that that is the path to partnership yeah because what i find missing here more than anything else is purpose Mm -hmm. and focus Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating i'm an aries let's just lead with that okay um you know my but i i behave as a capricorn locks that's my ascendant thank you Uh, yeah the elder you know so i i like to approach things with wisdom Mm -hmm. And I can have fun, too, but I'm like, are you really about to waste my time? Yeah. So Okay, so, like, f- boy, <laughs> yes. f- girl culture is the predominant culture here in Portland. Oh. And there was oh an article God. that was just yes. written. I, I forget now what publication. I don't want to make nothing up. But it was about how this paper had run an article about a man that this woman worked with in her office who all she said was he was nice mm-hmm. and, like, polite Mm -hmm. and women poured in emailing her tweeting at her talking about where he at i'll go out with him what the bar is so low the bar is so low and i think a misconception a lot of people hold is that in the queer community folks in the queer community have it together Mm -hmm. they're like the best dressed the most put together Mm -hmm. the most it's like you know if they're a part of the community they can dress they can dance and they got a high iq like there's just this and they're gainfully employed there's just like this conception especially i think for heteronormative people Mm -hmm. that that's what's happening in the queer community they're like first of all they just all fabulous, and so they can have whoever they want. And I'm looking like, but who here they want? I know, like, where they at, though? Like, where? <laughs> so is that something that you were surprised to encounter here? Like, when you arrived, were you thinking, okay, I see that some of the straights is looking a little herm herm, but maybe, <laughs> you know, the community is going to be kind of popping over here. Yeah, I, I was definitely surprised. Like, I definitely was bummed when I, like, wasn't living my best queerest folk life. Yeah. <laughs> Once I moved through my best Noah's Ark life. Once yeah. I got here. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Like, it was a learning experience, and it was, like, definitely still healing because it was, like, okay, there is at least gay people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, like, an, a little bit humbling when I was, like, oh, it's not really... I don't even know. It's so hard to say. It's not really, like, a scene like that. Like, people yeah. aren't, like, I don't know. Pe- people are so inhibited within yeah. themselves. So it's, like, it's like not really happening like that. Do you think that that has something to do with the way you identify your race or both? So let's start there. How would mm. you identify? I identify as black. Um, black and a femme, like, non-binary femme. Yeah. Um, and so, like, in the beginning, like, when I was younger, like, have always been femme, but, like, before there was, like, all of this, like, and still, um, but, like, really heavily back then, like, femphobia and, like, dudes, like, so openly on their profiles being, like, no femmes, no fats, all of that. And so, so like, online dating, yeah. right? Like, that was what I was, like, started getting, when I started getting And what site, was, like, sites were you using or what? Because so that was like, the days before the applications. Yeah, so up. I would use, like, Plenty of Fish okay. back then, and then, like, 
Like, that was when you could like get on Craigslist and like yes! make personals. Yes, I remember. People are still Sesta doing yeah, People how, are still doing that, but them personals is out of control. How are they still doing it? It's like not real personals, but it's oh, like, that, okay. it's like well, you can tell me off. Uh, <laughs> my friend was like, I'm, I, "I look at these pictures yeah. I got." I was like, "Wait, what?" Lord, but yeah, so like Craigslist, P- plenty of fish. Um, I think that was like about it. Oh, what was the? I don't know if you could still do it, but there used to be was it the Mercury where you could put an ad, like you could put an ad in. Like, they had a misconnections, and then you could, like, do, like, looking for it, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. So, like, just stuff like that to meet people. I never met too many people okay. that way, but it was, like, that was one way that I would, like, chat and chop up yeah. people. Because um, it just wasn't happening. In real life. In real life like that. And I was, like, this is so interesting. Um, and are you still using, at, like, the some sort of medium to f- help find connections today? Like, are you on any applications? Yeah. So I use, <laughs> recently I just, like, got on, like, Bumble to, like, start trying to mm-hmm. date. Um, I use Grindr, but it's, like, I mostly just use that for uh, entertainment because it is trash. Grind- Grindr is trash. Grindr, if you are listening, <laughs> if there's a representative from Grindr who is listening to this... <sighs> Which thank you Pay for listening. Pay me to help y'all pick some things uh, over there. So Marquise is gonna be your consultant. <laughs> I just want to talk to you all because I've got to say I think that something that I know that I was blind to is, and until I started having more conversations, especially when I moved out west and was living in California and now living here, is is there there being such a heavy hookup culture across the spectrum, mm-hmm. but there being. I think that maybe sometimes, once again, this is from an outsider's perspective because I am not, you know, a gay man. But sometimes it seems, especially from like the grinder crowd, mm-hmm. it's seriously like in 25 minutes, who can meet me? And I didn't know that, no. but my friends would be showing me stuff no, and they'd be like, is. oh, look, he already sent me dick pics. Oh, look, he said he can be ready in an hour. And I'm like, because even on the Tinder crew, it's not. And, I, and you said a little bit earlier that you kind of self-described as a, a little prudish, mm-hmm. and which I totally respect, and I'm all, usually on that same poo train. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I found hard. Like, if I am just kind of, like, looking for a physical thing, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I really like somebody, I won't even touch, like, I won't even hold their hand. Same. It's hard to even look at yes, you if I really like, like you. Like, I'm over here in the corner, like, hello. Hi. 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 Like, don't know how to act. Yes. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, y- yes, like, I use Grinder to, look, like, when I need to scratch that itch. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong But it's, like, I have and manners and like I can't with the like my hole is propped up ready to go that kind of like that to me is just like so empty and like sure a hookup is like one thing but like I don't know there's just like a certain vibe that you can like you can suss out and like assess if you're you know if you're gonna share your body with someone even if it's for one time yeah you can be selective like but there's this like weird rabbit hole of um people expressing this like sexual energy and that's fine like it's your body you do whatever the fuck you want but there is this sort of idea and like culture within like apps like grinder and in like the community of this sort of like insatiable 
almost like hedonism like appetite yeah. yes and i'm like there's a lot of that on grinder and yeah. i'm just like no and then now the, the thing is is like people are like doing what what the girls are calling tina but it's basically crystal meth wait what to like yes they're like and it's so it's becoming so accepted in the community it's like crystal people, meth is back but it's like <laughs> It's Wait. like rich white gays who are doing. It's like I mean, it's called Tina. That's a fabulous name. So they're and yeah, I'm the like, rebrand has. That's been what I'm like. So y'all are calling it Tina. We just we just call it Crystal Meth, girl. But it's like that, and like that's also a thing. It's just like that insati- insatiability. Yeah. It's just like a weird thing that I just like can't get down with. So, so. then, where do you find? Because it seems like you know, whether, regardless of if it's going to be more of a transient bond or something more sustainable. You're obviously looking for enriched connections, mm-hmm. right? And mindful connections is mm-hmm. what I call it. Because you don't need to be in my life for 13 years, but I still want to be able to have like a true conversation yeah. with you. Because I feel the same way. I think I always get this sense like everything is super transactionary. So then I always say, well, if this is going to be the way it is. Why don't I just become a professional escort? Because at least then I'd be paid. You're paid, okay. And so to all my people in sex work, kudos. Yeah. Because I. I think that what it's also opened me up to is this idea that the youth especially are at risk. Mm -hmm. So when I say youth, I mean like anybody under the age of 45 Mm -hmm. of creating a landscape in which people don't have the emotional maturity that they need to live a good life. Mm -hmm. And this isn't even a romantic thing, right? I think that when you participate in transactions, everything else in your life becomes transactionary. Mm -hmm. And what happens around you becomes what happens within you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm always off and on the dating apps. There's an 18-month stretch where I was off. I, just three days ago, I deleted every single application. And not just deleted. I like deactivated account. my account. I do that all the, all the time. And I've done that a few times before. Usually I'll delete and be like, I'm going to come back, I'm going to come back. And I said it. I put it out into the universe. I said, <laughs> to God and the ancestors, universe, I hope you are listening. I was like, you better bring me right. that man. Right. You better bring him to me. Because I'm dying. I'm dying. I, and I, re- I don't leave my house too often. So I was like, I don't know how he's going to get up but in my house. Maybe he's going to be my repairman. Amazon Maybe he's, Prime. Okay. I, whatever you Maybe need to do. Maybe it's the postal worker. I don't know. But you need to bring him to me. You need to summon him. And you need to tell him to come and find me. I, where I live is my address. I'm right. telling you all my address. But he will know my address. Just ship yourself here. to me. My dog and I will receive you at the door. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it, it's hard when the avenues you have for putting yourself out there are not mm-hmm. present. And I and I look at our, you know, Caucasian brothers and sisters and I think there just seems to be more opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. And I and 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 then I'm like, is this really true? Like is that true? And so I'm going to ask you, do you think that you're seeing your white counterparts having not necessarily better luck, mm-hmm. but more consistent like opportunities? today mm, mm-hmm. yeah so i want to touch on that and then i want to touch on what you said what you what we were talking about before really quick about um sort of like the transactions mm-hmm. and like so um meeting up with people whether it be on some hookup or you know trying to date um 
I have been more so lately, especially like when it comes to like hooking up. I'm like, I need to like have a drink with you or like coffee with you mm-hmm. first. I need to smell your breath to see if you've yes. been drinking. I need to look at you in your eyes to see if them shits is how dilated they are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like now you just like never know. And like you have to protect yourself. Yeah. And and then like yeah, even dating anything it's like okay no endless like blah 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 on here because that's a lot of people love to do that when you're on the app i'm just like i am now on my fourth tony morrison novel i've been writing you so much i'm like (laughs) if i published this i could be an author okay (laughs) it's like cool we matched or whatever blah 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 coffee you know making it like prioritizing your time yes um but then yeah going back to your other question is like I definitely feel <laughs> like uh, white queers, my white queer cl- counterparts, like definitely have more opportunities to like date and have that sort of like, oh, I'm dating right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from all, like, cause like not only is this like a very, very white city, but then you also get access to the few black queer people <laughs> that are here because like I can't tell you how many times I've been at the club and like been chopping up with this like bomb cutie and I'm like oh yes I'm we about to, I'm about to get the numbers they about to get the numbers and then it's like white bay strolls in and heart <clears throat> breaks <laughs> I just gave time. you my church cleared quote because okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> this Ooh. is like and then and then white bay as as me and you know, melanated cutie pie or chit chatting. I'm may or may not be speaking from a real life experience. <laughs> You're like melanated cutie pie. I'm talking about yeah, you. Melanated cutie pie and our chit chatting and white bay is just like sitting awkwardly to the side, like a wraith or what, you know, just like, <laughs> just yeah, like, like and I'm like, would you like would puckered you up? go? And my thing is and no shade. I'm sorry, but like, I don't mind breaking up your, <laughs> breaking y'all up. I'm going like, to tell you what my mama told me. She <laughs> said, if they don't have a ring on their finger, they're single. I said, ooh. And my mother told me this when I was like 11 or 12. Ma, if you ever listen to my show, I'm so sorry. Yeah. White Bay, I don't mind taking um, But yeah, taking she was like, she was like, she was like, you just all. need to make your intentions clear. She's like, you know, don't break up someone's home. But she's like, if somebody is not married or like fully committed and you like them, you say, I like you. Mm-hmm. I see that you're currently in a relationship. Yeah. But maybe you're here because you don't realize you that somebody, somebody else might be interested. What you doing exactly. <laughs> she's like, so you just got to put yourself out there. And then, you know, you let them know when Absolutely. you are ready. To dra- enter the draft, <laughs> yeah. call me, right? So <laughs> when you hear right. to look for a new team, okay, I'm the one. <laughs> so I, I think that that's real because I, you know, I've had so many of those experiences where I'm just like, this person is into me, mm-hmm. and I haven't always been very good about identifying when people were into me. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, I really tried to be very mindful of understanding when the energy shifts between Same. myself and someone else. Yeah. So now that I can pinpoint the moment, I'd be like, oh yeah, now you like me. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you the second in which it changes. And that's been a very handy skill, except it's not working. So I'm just like, I know you like me. I know you know. Like I know you know I know What's that you like tea? me. Like what where is this going? And I and I've noticed a lot of um What's a really good, respectful, and open way to put this? 
there are a lot of people, I don't want to just say in Portland, but right mm-hmm. now in communities of color, not just for black people, mm-hmm. there is this like very blatant move, I think, to show that we are so equal that we don't have to fraternize with each other. Mm. And so what I mean mm. by that is when I meet people who look like me, who are like, no, I don't ever date black people, whether they be male, female, gay, straight, queer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if they're like, you know, Latinx and they're like, oh, I don't ever, I'm not with other Latinx people. And then they give me some sort of like arbitrary reason as to yeah. why. I'm like, what in the name of racial identity politics? Yeah, because it's you? all rooted in internalized racism. Yeah, like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard men say like, "Well, I only date like natural blondes." Like they black st- men say that. Yeah, oh, but they, but they start off with uh, they start off with I like blondes, and then I'd be like, "Oh, I know a lot of black women and Latin women who are blonde. That yeah. ain't, that's easy. That's a bottle." Yeah, because. And, and <laughs> been a redhead for like okay. 16 years and this that's did not, not grow out of my skull like this but i'm gonna be a redhead till i die i'll be a redheaded bitch until the okay. day i am buried in a casket you. do you hear me this is my color yes this is not i mean once again it's out of a bottle but then when i'm like well i know people of color who look like this they're like oh well what i mean is and i'm like so, so just say white exactly just because, say not because black. if i brought if i brought them a blonde hair blue-eyed spaniard they may even still not then be interested. I'd be like, well, this person, or blonde hair, blue-eyed Mexican lady. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, well, that's... So I'm like, you just need to use your words to say what you really mean. Yeah. And and it's okay to have a preference. I ain't mad at anybody's preference. Yeah. But we really have to unpack what that really means yeah, what that for ourselves and our others, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, I love animals, so I'm going to take it back to animals. Animals are very open. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like, a mule or a donkey, they are the children of, like, a donkey is technically, or is it a mule that's, like, the child of a horse and a donkey, etc. Oh. So one of those is a mix of the other two. It happens all the time because mm-hmm. we got lots of them running around the world. But horses also like other horses. Right. So I'm just like, <laughs> right. it's okay to have your preference. Exactly. But you can still also <laughs> like me. Like, you don't have to move out of your way to get yeah. away from being with someone like me romantically. I have tried to holler at people who are not my preference mm-hmm. because All there's the something in them that I found attractive. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you're kind hearted or you're so intelligent or you obviously are super empathetic. And I've been attracted to those things. Mm-hmm. So to just like rule out all groups of people and be like, but you don't fit yeah. X is to me so silly. But I see it so present in the dating culture here mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think I necessarily have seen in some of the other cities I've either lived in or visited through. Yeah. That is like almost crippling. And I see it specifically with black people. Yeah, I, as well. And not just black men, not just like straight people i see it kind of like in the black community in general mm-hmm. and i'm like what is going on here yeah. and you know i think that that really impacts who and how we date because mm-hmm. i'm open to dating all people but i would i too i too like you know somebody who out here looking like a hershey chocolate yeah. bar with arms and legs okay. i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. look at you yeah. all right i was like look at you chocolate gumdrop you gonna come I, I too like that mm-hmm. so i'm like am i now totally like out of that range can i never date another black man again as long yeah. as i live in portland because that's what it feels like Ooh, yeah right i feel that way too um and for a long time, like, that's why I wasn't dating because, like, my last relationship was with a white man. 
And I after that, I was like, absolutely not. Never Give us again. the 30 second tea on that relationship. Um, 30 second tea. Um, let's see. Dynet, like dynamics of like him being like passing mask male, like straight passing mask mm. white male, um, putting me in like hetero spaces mm-hmm. and like not understanding that I'm like a very thin black person, not understanding those dynamics, not understanding like me like doing like you know super domesticated like housewifey things for yes. him and like getting on him all the time but like not reciprocating those things so like mm-hmm. not understanding that dynamic in the context of me being a black femme like being really domestic with you in this partnership and you not reciprocating that and like what mm-hmm. that looks like and would feel like to yeah. someone like me that was probably longer than 30 seconds that's all but, right. that's, but that was but real that was real dynamic. yeah that was really real Do, have you seen that reciprocated ever in a dynamic with another person of color so for you that person is the only person that i've ever dated had a serious relationship with yeah and so coming out of that it's caused me to edit and really really think about how i want to date who i want to date and like what that looks like for me because like i said after that i was like didn't want to date anyone, honestly. But then when I started, you know, healing from that and being like, how do I plan to, like, move forward? Totally. And, like, at first I was like, I want to priori- prioritize, like, dating and, like, you know, hooking up with people of color. High, high on the list, black people. And what I was finding is that that wasn't happening as often as I thought. Even when I, because I moved to L.A. shortly after I ended that relationship. And even there, it mm-hmm. wasn't happening. Or it, like, um, a few times at the club, like, these, like, down low dudes, like, were, like, chopping me up. And, like, that is, like, another thing that I just, like, don't with anymore like when i was younger i used to be like oh my god like so hot like straight guys whatever but like now or like straight quote unquote guys yes but like now it's like so unsafe because like self-hate is real yes and i just never would never want to put myself in a situation where um i'm out with you or like we hook up or whatever and then afterwards you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel that type of way and then beat my ass or kill me. Yes. Or see me in another state because some DL men are super, like, anti-femme. So what happens if you happen to see me out and I'm, like, dressed down and then you kill me or beat my ass? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't fuck with DL men like that. I actually, so, oh, no, you're good. I just brought this up with a friend of mine mm-hmm. because this is, there have been men that I've been talking to mm-hmm. who I'm like, ooh, <laughs> your teeth is all in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You got a job. You can read and write your own name. Right. This is looking so promising right mm-hmm. now. And they will say something to me that is either incredibly narrow-minded when it comes to like racial identity, even though they themselves are mm-hmm. black. It just or takes one they'll thing. say something that's extremely homophobic. And I'm like, no, nah, we done. Yeah. We done. Those are my two litmus tests. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if they say something that is not very pro animal that I'm like, no, we, we extra done. This ain't never going to happen. Yeah. And a lot of my friends are always like, well, you, you know, how many black men, you know, who are that comfortable with the queer community. And that's there in the problem. And I, and that's exactly what I said. I was like, you know, the level of internal hatred that a lot of these, mm-hmm. especially, you know, once again, somebody probably gonna drag me down for this one. Black men are in. I was like, they need to ask themselves a few questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And those questions begin with, why do I hate this so much? Because mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with 
wanting to be fluid in who you like mm-hmm. or how you identify or how you behave. There is, and you know, I come from the deep south, as do you, so you already know. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, people like, oh, he got some sugar in his tank. Yo, and I used God, to remember yeah, thinking, I was like, oh, he's a sweet person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so sweet. Yeah. I Not love that. Shade the whole time. And as I got older, I was like, these people were shading the shit out of uh-huh. other people. I was like, oh, that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, it, once again, in love, I've had to correct a lot of people around me. And I've also had to st- stand to be corrected myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I realize that, especially in the black community, we have always, the world has always had, since the inception of time, queer people and queer identifying mm-hmm. people and gender n- fluid and gender neutral people. There's native designations for them Absolutely. across many indigenous and native peoples. But you will see that in the modern day, there's this barrier that has now led to, like, unsafety. Yeah. And that's the biggest reason that I, that's why I say all the time, I'm like, the reason I need somebody who is very pro-LGBTQIA is the same reason I need somebody who is Mm pro-black, who is pro-native, who is pro all these things because you're not making me and my friends feel unsafe yeah, ever, ever, especially not in my own home. Yeah. So if you want to come with that trash, we can't be together. Yeah, that's, right? the, that's the other thing too is like I, the people that I surround myself with and the people that are high on my priority list of like keeping safe, I have to feel safe and okay with like bringing you around them. Mm-hmm. And I have to like, you know, screen you in a way because I'm like, are they going to roast your ass when they get, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Because what they have to say is important yep. to me also. Yes. And it's like, so another thing that I've started doing recent, more recently is, um, like, especially on the apps more so, mm-hmm. is, like, when I put, like, have my pictures up or if, like, people ask to see more pictures of me, I always include a wide variety of, like, my identity. Mm-hmm. So, like, pictures of me looking butch, high femme, and everything in Good between that. So you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. because like any person that I date or would ever consider having some sort of real bond with mm-hmm. like that would have to be attracted to all of those those things and like what I have been finding in the dates that I have been going on and like those people that I have been like courting and seeking out seriously is like either they attach themselves to one side of me Mm -hmm. so be that the masculine or feminine Mm -hmm. side and then not the other and Mm. it's like i can't you're a complete person i'm a whole whole person i'm not just this binary person it's like there was there is a you know a person that i am like digging so much but i have to keep them like in a like a friend area because it's like you see they are like completely enamored by the femme Hmm. side of me which is like also new for me as well because i've never really had especially like a man be so like oh my god you know what i mean which is like really beautiful but it's like that's the only time that they you know what i mean yeah because what happens what happens when you want to put on some tims some baggy sweatpants and you like i'm about to rock this jersey with this thank you and you about to have to like what i got (laughs) yeah Yeah. because and and that can change with me especially i'm a gemini yeah oh yeah that can that changes daily and often and so that's really important to me i'm like do i just need a a pansexual man, a bisexual you might, you know man. What? That's so interesting that you bring that up because I actually think 
I always, you know, I because I'm a human being and I look through the world, I look at the world through a lens that's my own, mm-hmm. is I always have similar feelings about myself in the sense of I've had people tell me most of my life that I was going to have a really hard time finding a match mm. because I'm quote unquote very like dominant. And so they're like, oh, well, you're probably going to end up with like a really soft man. I don't have anything soft in my life. Mm. My dog is not soft. My plants are not soft. <laughs> like there's nothing we're sensitive we're mm-hmm. open we emote but we are not soft mm-hmm. right so everything has a little bit of an edge to it and that's who i am as a person but i also like to wear i'm the first one i'd be in a bustier okay. and a three-piece suit and yeah. you'd be like what happened? when i was a teenager i loved to wear like feminized men's wear i, I love ties and suits and all of these things. And so people who yes. know me, they'll be like, well, I'm just like not a girly girl like that. And the thing is, my identity is not super girly girl, mm. which there's nothing wrong with that either. Mm-mm. But sometimes my presentation will be. But at the same time, I love to power lift and like pick heavy things up yes. and like hit things. Right. And I also want to like be hiking and wearing yes. my hiking boots Fluidity. and like, right. And so and so and a lot of dudes are like, I'm confused. Like, and also like intimidated by that yeah. also. So I, I totally vibe with this idea that you're presenting that sometimes people are fascinated by one element of you, but not another. Mm-hmm. And that's not grabbing them. And for me, what's made it hard in dating is I've felt a little fetishized. Ooh. Because I, you know, folks, some people, I don't know if anyone will ever see me who hears my voice. You know, I got a booty like a dump truck. <clears throat> I do. I'm I'm built like a brick house and I found that a lot of people have a perception of like what a woman with that kind of body's personality will be. Mm-hmm. And and I'm also an engineer. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay. people are like, "Wait, what happened here?" And uh, I'm also wearing like blue lipsticks, but and I'm wearing black nail polish. Okay. And I'm like, "Oh, but let me read my herbalist book real quick." Right. And then I'm like, "Oh, but did you want to talk about You're like just, you just don't fit the Yeah, the, yeah, cuz the then I'm like box that they you want to read Souls of Black mind. Folk by W.E.B. Du Bois? And they're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I was like, no, we got other books, right? So, <laughs> right? And then I'm like, did you know that the neuroskeletons, you know, Go your system, up. right? So then I want to talk about zoology and botany. And they're like, wait, what the hell just happened yes. here? And then I'm like, ooh, did you hear about that ratchet news that happened the other day on Twitter? And just so, full spectrum. Right? And so I'm like giving people a lot. So they're like, you are a lot. And not in a way like I just came in like, hi! And I'm a lot, but... I'm a dynamic person That's and I've part. and cuz it fascinates me all of these elements are so beautiful to me and I want to cultivate them and mm-hmm. protect them and I have found that in dating they have been absolutely torn asunder mm. and that in like an attempt to like reclaim myself I had to actively I had to step back yeah like I had to really fall all the way back because it just always because I, I, I would like maybe match with somebody, talk to them for a little bit, they just fall off. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we go on one date, they won't return any of my texts. And I started internalizing what, yeah, what like internalizing what these things meant and how it was kind of impacting who I felt I was. Yeah, I feel that. I um <clears throat> have had to also just like step back and get real specific yes. about what it is I'm looking for right. and what it is that I need. There it is. Um, in a partner, lover, whatever, bond. Yeah. Um, and that has, <clears throat> you know, it's still, that makes it a lonely process yes. because it's like, again, like we were talking about, is like our experience dating is not the sex in the city, queer as folk version of 
Caucasia. It, it, it ain't even the girlfriend's it's version. It's not even the girlfriend. It's not even the insecure version, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not even that lit. No, it's not. So just really edit and, like, look at what that means for me and, like, how I have to move differently compared to. To others. Mm-hmm. That's, that's real. So we're wrapping up because, you know, we've been chatting for a long know, time. And we're having a good time. Fun goes by. When you're having fun. <laughs> but I, I want to end on a serious note and a hopeful note. Looking back on your short yet long years on this earth, because you're a Gemini, so you're an old soul. <laughs> and then you're also a young, youthful soul. Um, what is a piece or some pieces of advice that you would give to your younger version of, about the path that they would be facing going forward? So that's number one. Oh, you have to make me cry. And then number two is, what is your hope for your romantic future? Mm going forward we're, i mean we're getting by the time this airs this will be 2019 so um, maybe i'll have a baby by then no okay kidding. hello <laughs> <in my name. laughs> yeah. so so i'd like to take okay. it serious then you know make it hopeful so you said two pieces of advice yeah. first piece would be don't edit who you are in hopes of attracting someone mm. in hopes of you know falling in love or anything and the second piece of advice would be don't feel like you have to look or present a certain way um, or have a certain thing or be at a certain place in your life to be worthy of Mm, love or romance or you know being courted in all the ways that you want to be courted amen Mm mm-hmm um let's see Ooh, take me there (laughs) um hope for the future in dating um you know i i think in in the past i've put a lot of importance on dating and Mm -hmm. like romance and like sure that's like something that i definitely wanted and, and, and like putting myself out there for but um to remind myself my hope is to remind myself that in the you know, trials of dating that the romance and the love um, and the care that I give myself is ultimately the most important thing. Oh, right now. Um, But then another hope is that in practicing that and acknowledging that, that I do attract the most divinely blessed, ancestrally blessed bond with another person to share and expand upon um, that care and the, yes. that love that I have cultivated for myself. All right. I love both pieces of information <laughs> and to, you know, to maybe um, give a synopsis of that. What I heard is be you, boo. Mm-hmm. As, <laughs> yeah. as the piece of advice you would give your younger self, you are worthy. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in your life, I want a second, third, fourth, fifth, eight, eight, like infinity that. And then love you first mm-hmm. i want to end on that note so for all everyone who's listening today i think that those are the three pieces of advice that we can all be better at practicing especially the loving ourselves piece i recently heard from some person on instagram who was like a, a sage guru kind of person 
they said that when you are not receiving the things from the universe that you think you deserve, it's because you are not putting yourself in the place when it will come to you. Mm. A lot of people think the law of attraction is about thinking about something and receiving something. It's about putting yourself in the place where you have already received it and you wait for it to arrive. It is already yours. Okay, it is already yours. You just simply have to wait for it to come to you. So on that note, I hope everyone had a great time. Oh, we have our kids over here just <laughs> dancing right spirit. now. So get that patty spirit. <laughs> Shoes is off. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a lot. I know I did. I want to thank you for coming on the thank show. You for having me. And, and who knows? Maybe it'll be another episode for you to be on. Ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm out.